Triple M's. Oh! That's gone sideways! My word! That has gone sideways! Oh. <laughs> Cricket Fan Podcast. Welcome back to the Triple M Cricket Fan Podcast. We're coming at you live a few hours before the start of the Big Bash, which uh, we've come together to, to do a little preview for you. Uh, it's, um, it's a little late notice, but it feels like the whole cricket season's been a little late notice so far. But uh, we're back regardless. My name's Rudy Etzel, your host. I'm joined by Tommy Beers. How are you, Tommy? G'day, boys. Long time no speak. Yeah, it's been a, a whole 25 or so hours. And, of course... <laughs> The man across the uh, across the nullarbor from us today, George Porter. How are you, George? Yeah, good boys. Can you tell that? Yeah, the game is today, and we're doing our previews today. So, can you tell that we've done a lot of research for this? <laughs> indeed, it's crept up on us. Indeed, we have. It actually has. I was when I was watching the twenty twenty the other day, and Fox Cricket put it up going it starts Thursday. And I was like, oh, actually, yeah, yeah that has popped up out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. I- I texted Busy on Tuesday and I said, uh, are you aware that uh, the Big Bash starts this week? He goes, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, Thursday. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah that's, where, that's where we're at. Um, nonetheless, we are excited for it. They've uh, introduced three new rules this time around to really amp up the excitement. Um, so the, the first one of them is called the Power Surge, uh, which means the batting team can take a second two-over two power play at any time from the 11th over onwards. So there'll be your standard four over power play to start with, with the fielding restrictions and, and all of that, all that that entails. And then you can have a second version of that uh, in the second half of the innings. So that, um, I wonder what will happen there. Do you think teams will take it straight away or they'll just do, they'll just revert straight away to going 19th and 20th over as the second power play? I don't know. I get the feeling that if you somehow get through to be, you know, none for a hundred off 10, think of Matt Wade and Darcy Short. If they're none for 100 off 10 going at 10 and over, surely you spend it right there, don't you? I yeah. mean, um, I, I think it's either that or save it for, for 19 and 20. You're probably not going to find anyone going 14, 15. I don't know. It's going to be hard to say. I'm not yeah. sure if I like the new rules. We'll see how they go. I think teams will use it. There'll, there'll be different tactics to kind of throw off different oppositions. Like if you know... Um, if you want to unsettle a team's bowling plan and force them to bowl their best bowlers in like the 14th and 15th over, for example, so that they need to bowl their least experienced at like 18, 19, 20, that's some way that they might look at it. So, But I think you're right. I think it'll just be if you've got two set batsmen in and you can really put the foot down, I think that's when you use it and try and cash in. Uh, the bash boost is the second of the new rules, um, whereby... <laughs> You'll, you'll I'm glad be, they came up with good names for them. Yeah. So you'll, you'll be the awarded... The marketing team spent hours on this. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be awarded three competition points for a win and then there'll be an extra point available in each game uh, for the team that's leading after 10 overs. So if you win a game... Uh, if you win a game... At, but you've uh, had to really like put on the, on the accelerators to, to get there... In the second half, you might get three points and the other team will get one. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, I guess, just uh, trying to keep the run rate up in the first 10. Um, who knows Extra what happens. incentive to make it interesting. Yeah, indeed. I wonder if you get all four points if you if you knock over the total before 10 overs. Like, if you win a game and you've, you've only taken <laughs> eight overs to get there, I suppose uh, you'd Jeez. have to be leading. I suppose to extrapolate it, you'd have to be leading after 10 overs, considering... Um, and then the very final new rule is called the X-Factor player. Uh, and halfway through the first innings, 
uh, a player can replace another player that hasn't batted or bowled multiple overs yet. And that's the X Factor player. So I'm interested to see how that uh, works in function. I remember they did something similar to this. Maybe we've mentioned it before. I can't remember. Back in the World Eleven versus Australia game that was about around 05, 06, I think. And they did the super sub. And, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see how this one works. This is the most gimmicky one of the lot. I don't mind yep. the other two. This one, I don't know, I just... I don't mind the innovation, but I just don't want the big batch to go and cook the golden goose, which we've spoken about before. Um, <laughs> I think that ship sailed when they made it an 87-game season. I know, right? Yeah. But, um, but right. I think we're going to find that out of everybody, and we'll go through some players in the teams, I think there's going to be one standout. You remember when Daniel Jean Syracuse was just the, always the sub for the Bulldogs? Yeah. There's going to be one player who's like, all right, bring in, Mary you know, Bo Webster, here he is, or something, you know. Yeah. yeah. I just so, can't know, see the 12th best player of a big bash side turning a game on its head. Like, if you're not in the, if you're not in the starting 11, like, some of these teams don't bat that deep regardless, you know. There's a lot of club cricketers kind of filling up the bottom end of these lists. Like, I'm a bit sceptical that your 12th player in a domestic T20 comp is going to be able to be subbed in and make a, a, a notable impact, or at least not frequently. Like, it might be a one-off. Especially considering that there will also be tests on for most of the time. Yeah, exactly. As well. yeah. So, um, but uh, I'm sure... That, do you think it'll be, it'll be like a... If you're getting to 18th over of an innings and your number six obviously won't be batting, you sub him out and bring in an extra bowler if you need to use him? Well, it's, yeah, perhaps. It seems that you can only do it in the first half of the first innings, so... I don't know the first half, right? Okay. Yeah, so it's. I'm sure Dan Christian will find a way to make it uh, the role his own. It seems to be, seems to be his go at T20 level. Um, but let's work our way through the squads real quick. Um, so the Adelaide Strikers um, will go alphabetically. Adelaide Strikers, coached by Jason Gillespie, last season they made the knockout stages, um, and they've kept relatively kept their squad together. Uh, to be honest. Um, Cam White has retired from all forms of cricket. Um, Jake Lehman isn't playing in the Big Bash. Billy Stanlake's left. Um, but other than that, they've kept quite a lot of the, the fellas that they had from last season. Peter Siddle, notably. Um, Wes Agar and Alex Carey. Uh, your mate, Travis Head, George, although remains to be seen how much he'll play. Matty Renshaw has uh, come in and he'll open the batting and, and throw down his offies, which is uh, always I don't exciting. mind that. I, I, I love that. I can have it. I reckon it can have a real impact for them because there's such a log jam in the top three or four at the heat. Yeah. Um, but now he might get his chance with a few uh, few blokes out with international duties and stuff. And uh, he's been smashing him like Chris Lynn in in, uh, in that Brisbane comp, whatever you can take out of that. But mm. I reckon he's in for a big year. They've also brought in Daniel Frankie Worrell. Uh, but for me, the um, absolute uh, big name that they've kept is Rashid Khan. He's the best uh, best leggy getting around and um, has dominated this comp took a hat trick last year. Um, so yeah. And uh, so he's the, he's the real X factor for them. Um, George, tell us why Adelaide are absolutely certainly going to win the competition. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I don't think they will. Ah, well, you've just, oh, you just <laughs> you have to hand in your South Australian passport, mate. <laughs> no, no. Hey, look, 
if I'm still thinking I can win the shield, that's good enough for me to keep my eyes out. Yeah, it looks like Travis Head's probably not going to be playing any, or certainly not the first half of the Big Bash. Uh, and Michael Neeser could well be with the Aussie squad as well. So there's two of your key players that are gone. I just, um, Matt Renshaw did have an all right Big Bash last year. He had his best Big Bash last year, but I'm still not sold on him. I'm happy to eat my words at that. Um, I just think they're lacking a little bit of of you know, firepower with the bowling. They've got, obviously, you said Rashid Khan and Peter Siddle has done okay, but I just think they might struggle to bowl a team out. Big Wesega. concerns with them. Big Wesega. Daniel yeah. Worrell. Frankie Worrell. Yeah. I love Frankie Worrell. I do love Frankie Worrell as a red ball bowler, but he's never he's, he didn't have a huge successful career at the Stars. I'm just wondering who won the trade between Stanlake and Worrell. I can't work that one out. No. Nah. <laughs> um, the, um, the, other, the other point is that Rashid Khan, I believe, is that Afghanistan are playing a one-day series at some point during the Big Bash, so I'm not sure they'll have him for the entire time, which will also hurt their chances whenever he leaves because he's really the big factor. There's going to be a lot of international players in and out. I don't think we're yeah. going to get a lot of continuity. We're not going to get a lot of no. continuity here with that this year, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so how do you reckon they'll go, George? Similar last year, make a knockout sort of, and, and that's it? Um, mid, mid to bottom of the... Mid to bottom. In that okay. bottom eight area, bottom four. Bottom, yeah. Four. yeah, the bottom eight. That's all the bottom eight, isn't it? <laughs> I can't. <be> <laughs> uh, going down the list. I don't alph- remember what the knockout was. <laughs> yeah, uh, going down the list alphabetically. Next, we have Brisbane Heat, who were extremely disappointing last season. Uh, I mentioned Adelaide have managed to keep their squad relatively intact. Brisbane have not. Um, they've lost Ben Cutting, Josh Lawler, Zahir Khan, Matty Renshaw, James Pattinson, uh, A.B. De Villiers, Tom Banton's not coming back. Uh, Cam Gannon's gone to the Scorchers. So there's a fair bit, of, um, fair bit of, uh, of turmoil there, I suppose you'd say, almost. But they've brought in some players that are pretty handy. Um, Baggy Green, Tom Cooper, for, uh, for one of them, from the, from the Renegades. <laughs> the great Simon Malenko. Uh, is coming from Hobart Hurricanes. And, and um, of course, Mornay Morkel's come across from Perth, which is a, a great inn. Um, everyone likes to see a bit of Mornay. Uh, and they've, they've managed to... what kind of Nick Mornay's in and if he's still sending down Thunderbolts or if he's just going to be like... You know when Sean Tate played for too long? <laughs> like, yeah. Really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember that well. Yeah, but they've also... When, when everybody, everybody was like, oh, Johan Boda played too... Oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Johan's back, as we'll get to a bit later. Uh, but then, so they've still managed to hang on to the top part of their order, though, in a way. Max Bryant will, um, I imagine, be playing with Chris Lynn up top there. Joe Burns, when he's around. Um, Manus Labuschagne is still involved. Um, Steckity and Swepson might be uh, called up to, you know, higher honours at some point. But um, Swepson in particular is a, 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 actually Steckity in particular. They both are great weapons. But... Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm just not super confident about this lot. What do you no. reckon? Uh, what do you reckon, Tommy? I don't reckon they've actually like from last year. Their squad's gone backwards, and they weren't that impressive last year. So, mm. um, I think they're very still very reliant on Chris Lynn um, taking a game away and making eighty off forty balls. And if you get him out, it showed last year you could kind of run through them and. And uh, didn't really, they didn't really give their bowlers too much of a chance in a couple of those games. So, um, yeah, I think they'll struggle struggle again this year. Um, 
and uh, yeah, if Bryant and and Lynn or bust for them. Yeah, I tend to agree. What about you, Ports? No, spot on, boys. I think seventh last year could well be around there again. Yeah, tend to, tend to agree. Uh, so bad luck. Brisbane and Darren Lehman up there. Uh, let's move on to the Hobart Hurricanes because uh, alphabetically we go from B to H in this competition. Uh, they were uh, eliminated. I think they won a final last season or did they lose the first final? I can't remember which one eliminator is versus knockout, but they, they made the finals um, last season and uh, um, they've, there's, they've made some changes down there. So George Bailey, who's been a mainstay, and Clive Rose, who is uh, one of my personal Big Bash heroes. Um, both, yeah, cult figure. Both, both out as is KS Ahmed. Uh, so they're they're out, but they've brought in um, Peter Hanscom uh, from the Stars and Johan Bolter, who's I think uh, in his mid sixties now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's come in uh, as have um, Colin Colin. We've brought in um, Colin Ingram and David Milan, who's currently the highest ranked T Twenty batsman of all time. Um, Ever in history, uh, and they've also brought in Tim Payne. The one I'm most keen to see, though, is um, the Nepalese leggy Sandeep Lamashane. He uh, did a fair bit of running through teams for the Stars last season. I'm super keen to see how he goes. What do you reckon? What do you reckon uh, about the Hurricanes, Tom? Yeah, I'm kind of struggling to see how they're going to line up. Like in the past, have been. It's been weighed and short, and then the rest haven't really had to do too much because they made 100 off 10 every week. So um, Matthew Wade's probably going to be missing for the most part, you'd, you'd think. Peter Hanscom's an interesting one. Like, he's shown that he can be quite a valuable player at this level, but he's kind of dropped off the radar a little bit. And then you look at their internationals they've brought in. They're quite quite good internationals, but the continuity that we're talking about where they're going to be chopping and changing and, you know, Milan and Ingram, Batsman, Sandeep is a spinner. You can't play them all at once with, um, I think you're only still allowed two in your, in your starting 11. So, um, yeah. And Ben McDermott's going to be missing the, the first couple of games too with Australia A duties. The bowling looks a little bit thin for mine. Um, and Tim Payne, adding Tim Payne to your squad's, great but he's probably not going to play much if at all as well so i kind of struggle to see how they're going to go this year but i'm, I'm kind of happy to take them on uh, at this point uh but yeah we'll, we'll wait and see won't we uh what do you make of imports yeah look i think to be honest i think they've got a little bit more bowling depth than maybe you give them credit for because they've got Nathan ellis who came on the scene last year yeah Faulkner, who doesn't do too much if you're chilled anymore but still has been quite a good short-form bowler. Um, and Warnie's mate, Riley Meredith. So you can throw Johan both the ball and uh, Darcy Shaw can bowl his leg. So their bowling might not be as thin as you think, but I guess if you're not having Matthew Wade there, then perhaps their batting might be just a little bit thin. But I'll be happy to see how David Milan goes because when he came out here for the Ashes a few years ago, uh, he didn't really fire a shot. So it's amazing yeah. that he's turned himself into a 2020 player. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah it's sad to see Clive Rose go, the people's, the people's the, bowler. The people's champion, Clive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, what do you reckon about Johan Bolter? How do you think he'll go? Like, I'm, I did jokingly say he's in his 60s, but he is genuinely he's 38 years old. And he keeps it in great <laughs> nick, but, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's, he's a pro. <laughs> yeah, 
I think it was a, it must have been just because someone pulled out recently for that. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, and I think it was just a. It, it clearly might have caught them off guard. It was a last they minute. Call, they, they had to call someone, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see. Oh. Yes, we will see. Will he play? Will he play every game? Uh, probably sure. not. Yeah. Moving on to last season's Wooden Spooners, the Melbourne Renegades, coached by Michael Maxi Klinger. Uh, had a bit of uh, squad turnover here. Dan Christian, um, I think, more or less completes the pack of uh, teams played for in the Big Bash by moving to the Sixers. Um, Tommy <laughs> Cooper's left to go. Uh, baggy Green Tommy, you call him George, is left to go to his uh, hometown of Adelaide. Uh, they've picked no, up a few as well. That's an error, I think. Oh, okay. Well, well bad luck to me then. Um, and then, <laughs> and then they've also picked up some some other guys like James Pattinson uh, coming back to his own personal home. Some South Africans uh, in Riley Rousseau and Imran Tahir, and then Mohammed Nabi has come back as well. So they've got um, they've got a reasonably good lineup. They've got Jake Fraser McGurk. They've got Marcus Harris, Aaron Finch, Mackenzie Harvey. So it's on paper they uh, they look a fair bit better than their uh, than their last place of last season. Yeah, I think they'll they'll fare pretty well. Like when you look at those bowlers that they've got on hand, if they're all obviously available, which who knows if they will or won't be. But if you get Imran Tahir, who's a world class spinner, Kane Richardson's dominated this comp in the past. James Pattinson's a gun. Muhammad um, Nabi's a pro T Twenty bowler, and Cameron Boyce is arguably one of the better T uh, Twenty spinners in Australia. So there's five genuine bowling options. That's not to mention like Will Sutherland, he'll probably get a run at some stage through the year. Um, and yeah, I, I think they've got quite a strong squad. They seem to play their home ground at Marvel quite well as well. So I think they'll be up and around the mark again with no short form stuff to take Aaron Finch from them for once. Yeah, that's true. And um, Aaron Finch getting a full big bash in is a pretty exciting prospect. Handy. really. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's you mentioned that the home ground is a factor, but they don't. They, you know, they might already be out of the competition by the time it gets there in in late January. Um, yeah, that's so, true. So hopefully they get to actually have a crack at it. Um, Sean Marsh is there as well, unless he gets called up to the test team. Um, so <laughs> that he's a you know unquestionably a gun at this level. Think what you want about him. And then I think they've um, they've they've gone quite well with. Um, um, Riley Rousseau is a, Riley Rousseau is a good player. Imran Tahir, yep. like Imran Tahir, is a, is a, is an absolute jet, like you mentioned, Izzy. So um, they're my sort of smoky to to go deep in this tournament. Uh, the Gates. What do you reckon, Ports? Uh, well, we'll get to it. They're not my smoky. They're my. We, I can go early here, but they're my premiers. All right. Um, they're going to go. They're going to climb the ladder, top uh, bottom to top for mine, and. I just I made a little eleven for him, but I didn't even I didn't even I had my eyes just must have gone over Imran Tahir. So I, I thought Finch Harris, Sean Marsh, Riley Russo, Sam Harper's a keeper, and then you got Nabi Pattinson, Kane Richardson, and two spinners. It's yeah. a really good lineup. So where's Bo Webster in there? He was team of the year last year, wasn't he? Yeah, or thereabouts. He was too. You got to sneak him in there. They've got a bit of depth, so I think they've um, and and obviously the BBL journeyman Josh Layla. <laughs> so, um, I think yeah, that's a that's a really good lineup, and Finch for a full season is going to be great for them. Indeed, uh, across town, the Melbourne Stars uh, uh, 
customary place as runners-up last season. A uh, little bit of change in their lineup. Um, Hanscom and Worrell have gone out, as you mentioned. Harris Ralph uh, unavailable. Uh, Sandeep Lamachane's gone down to to Tassie, uh, but they've also brought in some interesting players. Will Pukowski, um is one of them. Um, Billy Stanlake, big big Bill, has come uh, come across from Adelaide, um, or sorry, down from Brisbane, I think it is. But um, the one that I'm really looking at uh, is Nicholas Poorin. I'm very excited to see how he goes here, uh, and that also adds to a reasonably star-studded lineup that they've already got. Um, including uh, Glenn Maxwell is one of them, uh, uh, Marcus Stoinis and Adam Zampa as well. So uh, they should be pretty strong too, this lot. They should be settled for the first time in quite a while because like I said with Finchie before with the Renegades, when he went out, they kind of they slumped a little bit. Um, you got guys like... It, was, it used to happen all the time. The Stars were the ones hardest hit by a national short-form selection. That's not going to be a factor this year. So if they can get a bit of continuity, um, the couple of West Indians in Puran and Andre Fletcher, who I am, I'm claiming, he's my boy. He's going to be cult figure, the Spice Man. Everyone will know this bloke by the end of the summer just because he's got, he's got like this, this dready kind of mullet thing going on. It's red. He's, he's, he's a character. So... Um, and then, obviously, the the, the staples of, of the Big Bash, Marcus Stoinis and Glenn Maxwell, kind of um, manning the ship there. And um, uh, Zahir Khan's a great get to replace kind of Sandeep as their mystery spinner. So, mate, they, they're going to be up and around the mark again, aren't they? It's just they've got to break through eventually. Why not this year, I guess? They'll find a way to stuff it up. But um, they've got a very, very strong squad again. You mentioned um, Big Bash mainstays. They've also hung on to Hilton Cartwright, Nathan Coulter-Nile, and, yeah, yeah, and, and 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 a couple of others in there as well. So they should be they should be really very much there or thereabouts. Um, what do you reckon, yeah. George? Similar thinking? Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna be able to pile the runs on. Oh, Ben Dunk, regardless. Ben Dunk's playing yeah. as well, <laughs> and Nick Madison. <laughs> I said, yeah, well, Madison, big crowds at the G, so... <laughs> the, not not so much this year. The thing is, they're Actually, also... Yeah, there's every time for matter to make runs. They're also similar. They're a very, there's a very similar lineup there. The only question I've got for the Stars uh, is their bowling. And can they go out and... T- like, Zampa and Colton Isle are your mainstays. Will Stoinis be bowling? Billy Stanley, you never know what you're going to get. So runs aren't going to be a problem for the Stars. I think it's going to be... Taking the wickets. I'm happy to be proven wrong. Um, uh, they just don't have a bowling lineup like what the Renegades or some of these other teams might have. I do agree with you. I think it's uh, they could be looking at this batting lineup. They could be the first mob to ever uh, score 300, but then they could also be the se- <laughs> they could also be the second mob to ever ship 300 as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Like when the Aussies put on 434 and they had it chased down back in the day, I can just uh, yeah. we can see one of those crazy matches happening. Onto the Perth Watchers now. We're moving across the Nullarbor to George Porter territory. Uh, they finished sixth last season under the stewardship of Adam Voges and have maintained a reasonably uh, sort of uh, steady lineup. They've lost uh, Mornay Morkel and Chris Jordan amongst them. They've brought in um, Cam Gannon from the Heat and Colin Munro and Jason Roy, who's uh, a bit of a fixture in the Big Bash down here. Uh, so they finished sixth last season, but they're, 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 they're a bit cruel by injuries, I thought. Um, the Scorchers, they've got a 
seriously impressive looking lineup. Um, Mitch Marsh is still there. Um, Ashton Turner, we know what he can do. Andrew Ty, Jai Richardson, Farwood Ahmed, um, Ashton Agar, I, 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 Joshy Inglis as well. I kind of think that these guys can go all the way. Like I'm, I actually, I'm pretty big on them. I thought they were uh, hampered a bit by injuries last season, but uh, I, I reckon they can go okay. Um, George, you're over in Perth. What's the temperature uh, on the Perth Scorchers like? How's the furnace? Oh, <laughs> Uh, I don't think they're actually going to be playing over here to start the season. I think they've got to leave. So they're going to get a lot of games at the back end of the summer, yeah. uh, is my understanding. Um, but you're right, Ruth, they were cruel by injury. Um, they've kept the, the, the Perth, WA and Perth always seem to keep the same core group of players, don't they? And you mentioned Agar and Bancroft and um, Mitchell Marsh and, and those people. Um, I think, yeah, you're right. You mentioned Smokey before for the... Um, the hurricane, or I can't remember. Someone mentioned Smokey before. I think the Scorchers are the Smokey, finishing sixth last year. So, um, yeah, and good good inclusions as well. Uh, Colin Munro, Jason Roy. Not sure when Jason Roy gets here. We'll have to watch that. But uh, he'll be good to slot in at the top of the order for him. Yeah, I agree. I think it should be. Uh, I think it should be pretty decent. Uh, there, yeah, let's um, move on to the Sydney Sixers, the reigning champions, busy. Um, they have also kept a reasonably sort of uh, uh, solid lineup. Um, they've lost Steve Smith, te- theoretically, and Josh Hazelwood, theoretically. Um, neither of those blokes were going to play anyway. Um, I think it's fair to say. Uh, Tom Curran is a reasonably big out, though. I thought he was uh, a huge uh, part of their success last season, but um, he basically wants to see his family, and you can't really uh, begrudge a man that. I wouldn't have thought. Uh, they've brought in... Um, Dan Christian uh, as one of them. Grinda Sandu's come across from the Thunder. Mitch Stark, if he um, if they get to use him, is obviously a superstar. Uh, they've also brought in the West Indies duo of Jason Holder and Carlos Brathwaite. Uh, remember the name. So they're Remem- looking. Remember the name. Yes, they're, they're going to be they're going to be up and up and around the mark again. You'd think Dan Christian just seems to bring success wherever he goes. Like. The game plans and the intel that he brings to whatever franchise he plays, they seem to get better just by him being there. Um, yeah, look, they, they look they look pretty solid on paper. They've got like well, like you said, it's a pretty similar squad that they had last year, and they won the whole thing. Um, current out hurts, but um, like like you said, you see see those see those outs, which you can't really count Smith and Hazelwood as outs because they didn't play if at all, maybe one or two games last year. Um, they've probably got better ins than they do outs when you consider their outs didn't play much. So, um, yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna be around the mark again. And I can only see their guys like um, Josh Phillippe and uh, Jack Edwards and Ben Dorshus, these guys who've been around for a, a little while, just getting better and better as they kind of get into their mid-20s. Mm. Sean Abbott, Jackson Bird, Moises Enriques, yeah. uh, Dan Hughes has done plenty of jobs. It's a balanced squad. S- Steve balanced O'Keefe, squad. Josh Phillippe. Like it's uh, yeah, it's yeah. a really balanced squad. It should be um, should be pretty. They should be seriously there or thereabouts. They could like it's hard to imagine them not uh, not making the finals. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And then finally, we've got uh, the Sydney Thunder who uh, did make finals last season. Shane Bond is their coach. Uh, again, not too many ins and outs. They've lost uh, Garinda Sander, who's moved across town to the uh, to the Sixers. Um, they've brought in uh, Ben Cutting and, and Sam Billings. So they're still 
you know, they've got some serious talent there. Um, Cal Ferguson is still there. Usman Kawaja is uh, someone who's made a lot of runs at this level. Daniel Sams recently playing for Australia. Uh, Chris Tremaine, Jason Sanger, uh, as I mentioned, Ben Cutting. Alex Hales has done lots and lots of work in the in the bash down here. Your mate, Cal Ferguson, um, George. <laughs> So they, they look pretty uh, they look pretty yeah. impressive again. Yeah. The Thunder, um, pretty much most of these teams impressed me, except for Brisbane, to be honest. Uh, well, what do you think about these guys, Ports? Yeah, a lot of firepower at the top. We saw Alex Hales last year have a great summer, um, and Uzi as well, who kind of had his first full big bash season last year, having been left out of the Test squad. So if you've got Callum Ferguson at three, Ross Alex Ross at four. There's a, a solid top four to start building and making some runs, and they're obviously going to use Ben Cutting as that kind of floater yep. in a similar role that he had in Brisbane. I just wonder, obviously Daniel Sams had a good summer last year. I just wonder if they're kind of in the same mould of can they take 10 wickets um, for mine. Um, Chris Green, it'll be good to see him back. Um, hopefully he's got all his bowling uh, action sorted out. But, yeah, I'm... Third was probably a slight overachievement for them last year, I think. It'd be good to see them if they could build on it, but I think they could be around that third, fourth, fifth mark, I think, for mine. Yeah, fair enough. All right, so that's uh, all the teams out of the way. Uh, I just wanted to get some uh, predictions off you, lads, before we go. Uh, We'll just do the normal ones. Um, So, George, let me know, who do you think will have most runs in the Big Bash this year? It's funny when we were talking about this before, how you pick a team to win the premiership and then kind of all, all these other players kind of fall into these categories all from the same team. Uh, I will go with Sean Marsh. It's a bit of a straightforward one. Full summer for him in a great team. Um, Sean Marsh for me. Easy. I'm going at the opposite end of the age scale and I'm going to take Josh Phillippe who's going to... Open for the Sydney Sixers uh, this summer. He's just a player on the rise. He's been, he's been at the IPL uh, through the off-season. He was in the white ball squad in the UK as well with Australia. I think he's just going to like harness all of what he's learnt in the, in the off-season and just take the comp by storm this year. Um, so he's my pick for, for the most rounds. I like it. I like it. Um, I went a bit more boring than you guys, and I've just gone with um, Darcy Short. <laughs> <laughs> just, he's, just, he's just hard to go past It feels like he wins the most runs yeah. every year uh, So, most wickets then um, George, I assume you're going with another Renegades player? No oh, okay. No, I'm not Thanks Even for making me I just said that a lot of players do <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going for the forgotten man of Australian cricket Jason Berendorf Oh, the dwarf Oh, the dwarf, was, yes 18 months, ago, this, 18 months ago, he was playing World Cup um, he's had a year out of the game with a back injury. Um, he's a really good white ball bowler, left armour. I think coming back from an injury, he'll be taking the new ball that scorches every game. Um, someone who can get a little bit of movement back in as well. So, Berendorf for mine. Love it. I love it. Uh, Tommy Beers, who's your uh, pick for most polls? Don't mind that nomination for the Dwarf, but I just think some of those Scorchers bowlers might pinch a few off each other. They've got so much depth and, and, you know, it could be a different guy's day, kind of day in, day out. So um, I'm actually going to pinch one from George's uh, Renegade side here, and I think Kane Richardson can 
he, he's a standout. He's going to play the whole way through. Another one who's who's firmly in Australia's white ball plans for a long time um, and had to drop out of the IPL because he was having a child, I, th- I think it was. So uh, he'll be fresh. He'll be ready to go. And he's my pick for most wickets this summer. I'm going a bit more left field than you blokes. I reckon uh, Imran Tahir is going to take the most wickets. I'm going to just right. say <laughs> yeah, I don't mind yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can see it happening. That's yeah, can definitely see it happening. Um, he's playing for the for the the stars. The um, they do like to he's take the renegades. He's playing he's the, renegades. the renegades. He is the renegades. Yeah. Sorry, it's, it's like it stars in my mind. But uh, I can see. I can just see blokes trying to spank him out of the out of the um, into the atmosphere and uh, get get yeah. bowls catches in the deep. A lot. A lot of aeroplanes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's exactly what I was hoping for. Uh, and then, all right, so best import. Uh, George, who do, you, who do you see as being the best, uh, the best uh, foreign player of the tournament? Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because, like we said before, we don't know how long or how short imports are going to last. So um, I think David Milan, who's coming late for Hobart, uh, could, could have a huge a huge back end of, of the of the summer for them. I'm interested to see how he goes. You mentioned he's the uh, highest ever ranked 23 player in the world. Maybe he's just got this newfound confidence. Um, there are a few others that I was looking at, like Imran Tahir could have been obviously one of the best import, but I think batsmen probably have more of an impact um, than bowlers overall, especially your import. So David Milan for me. Good call. I like it. Tommy Beers, who have you got? Uh, I'm going to go... A guy, a little-known guy called Dilba Hussan for the Melbourne Stars. Now, he's kind of in the mould of Harris Ralph last year where no one knew about him and he'd hardly played any T20 cricket. But um, on exposed form, so he's come out of the PSL and I think his last, his last three games were played in like four days or something ridiculous and he backed up each day. He took seven wickets in those four days, but it was more the wickets who he got out in that tournament. I did a bit of digging digging. And he got Alex Hales, who's obviously a, a star T20 player. Faf Duplessis, South African captain. Shoah Malik, who's just a short-form specialist. And uh, Shan Mansud, who's the Pakistani opener. Those were four of his seven wickets in that tournament. Um, he had a little bit of a taste for it here last time. And I think he can be a little bit of a dark horse. Who, and he's another one who's available for the entire tournament. So um, the stars might stick with him and, and play him throughout. Um, the tournament, and he's he's a bit of a roughie, but I, I'm going to back him to be my best import. If you're wondering at home why we waited so late to do the Big Bash preview, it's for research like that. Have a listen <laughs> to him. <laughs> but I don't know when above David and beyond. gets here. I don't know when David Milan gets here, but you've gone and picked out four wickets from four days. Yeah. Out of seven. Well done, Pizzi. <laughs> done well. Mate, above done and beyond well. for this podcast. <laughs> I don't know how to follow well, that. Got, Rudy, you got to follow up now. <laughs> oh, I was just, just going to go with Carlos Brathwaite. Just remember the name. <laughs> Safe play. Safe play. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, so I wanted to ask about hidden gems or bra- breakout players. Um, do, yeah. do you have someone more obscure, Beersy, than, than, um, than who you <laughs> just <laughs> <Dilbar> Hussain? <laughs> uh, not... Not quite, and this isn't as researched either, but I'm, I'm going to take on George here a little bit who, who said he wasn't sold on Matt Renshaw. As though Matt, Matt Renshaw is not really a breakout player, he's obviously a test cricketer, but in this format and in this competition, he's not uh, you know, an a, a out-and-out superstar yet. But I think this summer he's going to have a really good summer, um, changing back 
Um, so moving over to the strikers, um, I think he'll get plenty of opportunity and I think this is his year to really um, stamp his authority on the comp. So he's going to be my breakout um, contender for this year. Quite like it. Uh, George, who's your uh, breakout player? Well, I've, I've kind of gone for a, the opposite end of the scale to Beasy there for a, a new young talent. And we've brought him up before on the podcast. It might be hard for him to sneak into this team. But I'd love to see the Gherkin get oh, out there. And yes. he, he's, got, he's got a lot of power for a pretty small fella. Get the so Gherkin uh, in. Yeah, like he's probably not going to be batting in the top four or five. He might sneak into fifth at the Hurricanes. But it'd be good to see him he'd be exposed to the nation a little bit more than just you know making runs in the shield. You know what I mean? So it'd be great to see the Gherkin, even if he makes you know a couple of 30s here or there, get his name out there and see what he's got. He's a good. He's a good looking bat, isn't he? He's uh, a hidden gem. Yeah, a hidden gem. My breakout player, um, probably not so much to uh, people that watch a lot of international cricket, but uh, I think uh, Nicholas Poran's going to make a few runs this time around and sort of uh, be uh, someone that um, the, the big bash fans aren't so much uh, across. But I think he'll um, make a mark because I think he's a good, a good, interesting, exciting player. Uh, all right, I want to get your, before we go, I just want to get Wooden Spoon and uh, winners from you. Ports, who do you think will win the tournament? You've pretty much stamped the claim here. Yeah, it'll be the Renegades for mine. If they, if they can't even, they've got to be pushing the whole way with a team like that. If it wasn't for the Stars bowling lineup, I'd be on them. But mm. the Renegades have got just a match winning 11 from the word go. Yep, fair enough. Busy. I'm going across town. I'm going to go with the Stars. I know they find a way to lose it every year, but surely something's got to give one year. Um, so they're, they're my pick this year. Mm. Um, I had a tough toss-up personally. Um, Sydney Sixers look stronger than last season, but I thought it might be a bit boring to go for the guys that have just won it. So I've, I'm going with Perth Scorchers purely because I can see them taking 10 wickets a lot. Yeah. Really? Um, their bowling's so my, potent. Yeah, their bowling's very potent. And... Uh, They've also, it's, they're not, you know, um, they're also no slouches with the bat, like um, guys like Josh English and uh, Josh English and Mitch Marsh. Um, so they, you know, they're the ones for me. And then finally, before we go, Wooden Spooners, uh, George Porter, who have you got? It was a toss-up for me mm-hmm. between the strikers and the heat, and I've gone with the heat um, because you're from Adelaide. Year, it was... It was <laughs> well, yeah, that's half of it. But I think it was too much. Too, too much was left to too little last year. If Lynn and AB Davies didn't make runs and they just didn't have a total on the board, yeah. Um, so I'll go with the heat. Yep, fair enough. Uh, Beersy, this might be uh, slightly left field because I agree that kind of the heat look like they're they're going to struggle, but. I'm jumping off the cane train. I've uh, I've just got my worries about them with with that. It's either Darcy Short or Bus for the most of their tournament. Like you look at their their lineup, and Matthew Wade probably won't be there for the most part. And in the last couple of years, like David Miller and George Bailey have kind of been the the steadying influence in the middle order. They're both gone. Um, like you said, you got you've got guys like David Milan coming in, um, but. I'm not exactly across how long he's going to be playing for, and their bowling worries me a bit. So, uh, just going to go a little bit left field and take the Canes to be the the, the bottom seed. 
Fair enough. I like it. I'm for what it's worth. Agreeing with uh, George, I just can't see how Brisbane, they finished second bottom last season and have uh, looked to me like they've gotten uh, worse. So, yeah, unfortunately, sorry, Brisbane Heat, you're my uh, wooden spooners for this year. I think that more or less rounds it out. The only one who can turn it around for the Heat, I reckon, is Mitch Swepson. And we saw him for the Aussies play really well. If he comes on and takes three quick wickets, the game can change. But Very true. Sorry, Brisbane. Mm. Um, I think that just about does us. Unless anyone's got some kind of like outlandish left field prediction, I think we're pretty much done. Anything, guys? No? That's it, mate. Yeah, it's all outlandish left field stuff in the Big Bash, isn't it? So, yeah, that'll do us. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our Big Bash uh, preview. I'm sure most people will probably listen to it after the, after the Big Bash has started tonight. Uh, the first cab off the rank is uh, the Hurricanes and the Sixers at 7.15 at Blundstone down there. So, um Probably by the time you guys have listened to this, the Hurricanes have smashed the Sixers and blown all our predictions out of the water. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, please. Yeah, uh, taken ten wickets. <laughs> but please do enjoy. Keep uh, fo- uh, following Triple M Cricket everywhere and uh, downloading the podcast. We're, I'm sure we'll be back to talk through the Big Bash because we just bloody love the cricket. We'll see you next time. Bye.